Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Fun, entertaining, knowledgeable. All right. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Live and local, it's time for the Fan Good Morning Show with Bart Winkler. Good morning, everybody. I'm Bart Winkler. That's Toby Altizer. We are four hours away from first pitch between the Brewers and the Cubs at American Family Field. Hopefully they patched up the roof. Cubs fans coming up here and making fun of our roof for leaking. Storms were nasty last night. That they were. Driving home. Did you travel in 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 the weather? Yeah. Well, we were driving home in it. It was pretty nasty. There were some accidents on 94. Ah. Luckily made it home. It's funny. One of my, I don't even know what they're considered. Cousins? Yeah. Cousins? Worth the. Na- <laughs> okay. Well, I'm trying to, it's a complicated situation. Okay. <laughs> All right. We're at Nationals game. He goes, they not have a roof here? Really? <laughs> He's not the most sports inclined. He's like, they don't have a roof here? I was like, no. They do not. They do not. Oh, I had a I had a hot take yesterday. I want the Brewers to tear down American Family Field. Well, no, I want them to pick it up and move it. Where to? In the middle of the city? No, I want them to move it down near Potawatomi. Oh yeah, like yeah, near yeah. the Third yeah, Ward. Yeah, yeah. Near Harley Museum. That's the one thing that you miss going to Brewers games compared to some other ones. You know, I went to a Tigers game not that long ago. Went to a Nats game. And that area is completely different from the last time I went there. But that's all built up. You get that city vibe. You know, you're walking down mm-hmm. a street and stuff. You don't necessarily get that with Miller Park. No, because it's all parking lot. Yeah. There's too much parking lot. That's what I'm rallying against now. Too much parking lot. But at the same point, when I think brewers, I think tailgating. And yeah, that's but what not, the parking lots not are for. 40,000 people are going to tailgate. You don't know that. Someday they might. <laughs> nah, not worth it. Too much parking lot. So they're going to airlift American Family, plop it down. They're going to develop that area. That would be sweet, though. And then they're going to take uh, where American Family Field is now, and they're going to put, like, homes there and, you know, whatever. They can extend Miller Parkway and, like, shopping. See, I don't want you as MLS commissioner. I want you as the city planner from Milwaukee. And then there, that's or where the, the entire state of Wisconsin. That's where there's going to be a new hub for trains. Okay. And then we're going to put a train that goes up to Lambeau and then to Madison. Okay, I like so that. So we're going to get a train. 
Those are good ideas. So that we can Those are solid ideas. Yeah. So we're gonna take the parking lot. We're gonna reduce tailgating space by seventy percent. You can still tailgate at this new little place, but not. Do you think that'd be a deal uh, deal breaker for a lot of Brewers fans, though? I feel like uh, the the people. I feel like it's minority rule. I feel like the squeaky wheel gets the grease. I, I feel like more people would like the stadium in the city. But the people that love tailgating. Well, I come from, I, hey, I come from, down from Anigo, and I only get to one weekend series a year. You should pull that. And I want to be, I, I, I deserve to be able to sit in the parking lot and grill the brats. They, oh, someone forgot to catch up. Well, then you go ask another neighbor, and then you're making friends. You can't do that if you're in the big city. You should, you should pull that. Would you? Be fine moving American Family Fields into the city of Milwaukee or closer to the city if it meant reducing the tailgating space slash parking lots by 70%. No, what I should pull is, is tailgating yesterday's news. Is tailgating played out? I don't think it is. Tailgating's stupid. No. Tailgating's great, but maybe it is a little overdone. No, no, okay. Tailgating's good. We don't need to make it our whole personality. Well, that hey, that's what makes Wisconsin specials the tailgating. All right. There's going to be plenty of parking. There's too much park. There's too much parking. We can find middle ground here. There is too much of it. I'm going to drive around today. I'm going to drive around today. When I go there, and I'm just going to show you all the spots that are open. Brewers, Cubs. Bring your jackhammer and just start doing the work for them. Yeah. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to dig up the yount lot and I'm going to start putting <laughs> sod down and planting trees. Yeah. The real reason you ask for parking is cuz you're going to bring lots of construction equipment and just start going ahead and doing your renovations. Mm, yes. As city planner of Milwaukee, Bart Winkler. Greg's in Brookfield. Greg. Hey, Bart. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, this is something that I talked about, like, before the stadium was built, because they had been talking about building the stadium downtown or keep it where it presently is. And my thing is, if, if that stadium would have been built downtown like I suggested, and I was the one that suggested this, to build it and connect it to the Grand Avenue Mall that was down there, that place would still be up and running. Um, it would be thriving. The, the bars and everything down there would be thriving. Um, with the Pfizer Forum being connected, they have this great walkway that you could walk all the way, never touch the outside. You, you would have like Twin Cities has that connected. in the winter, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would all be connected. I mean, and you, and, and you can still have the open roof concept. All of that stuff, all those businesses, would be thriving today. They blew it. And I, I'm so mad at them for when they still kept it here. It's just ridiculous. I, I'm, I mean, I love tailgating, but I don't love it that much. I mean, you could you go to these other places and these other cities, all these bars and restaurants, I think. Look at Lambeau Field. Look at all the bars and the stuff on the outside of the stadium. Do you tailgate? I don't tailgate there. I want to go where all the action is. Yeah, and the only That's time, every got. time I've tailgated at Lambeau, <laughs> thanks, Greg, good call. Every time I've tailgated at Lambeau, it's been in somebody's front yard. You know, that's how you do it. 
That's what you do. I'm thinking like when when people go to Camp Randall for Badger games. There's a lot of partying and tailgating going on. Those are in houses. Those are in like Rocky Rococo's. That's where I always went. Rocky Rococo's parking lot. You still get your tailgating fix. Plus, someone else does it for you. I don't want to bring my own grill. Get my own food. God. Frank says, I was down in Cincy for Brewers Reds. After that, I realized having a stadium in the downtown is way more fun than what we currently have. Closed off roads, open bars. The vibe was so much better. Tailgating is lame. Yeah, I mean, it's great. I, I have no problem with the tailgating, but it is cooler leaving a ballpark and, you know, you're walking down the street and there's people banging on whatever they use, like not drums, but buckets or whatever they're doing and people selling stuff and restaurants and all that stuff. And you miss all that at Miller Park. I think when I say airlift the stadium, I mean, you know that I'm not. I don't really think you can airlift the stadium, but it'd be cool if it was more of a downtown area. And at minimum, I think they just have too much parking. There's there's too much parking. I mean, there's pros and cons to it. You know, the real issue then it becomes transportation, all that stuff, and where do you park and all that stuff. And you don't necessarily have that problem right now. But some pe- I think a lot of people would trade that problem off for having it in the city to have that environment. You know, if you could start building cities from scratch, it would look so different. Oh, 100%. I think there'd be, like, a better, like, subway service or, like, a tr- like the hop would actually go around more than two sh- blocks. Yeah, there'd be a lot of things different. You know? But that's not how it, that's not how it goes. Yeah, highways went rip through neighborhoods. That cheeses me out, too. I don't even think that's a phrase, but... Uh, Lewis is on the north side. We were talking playoffs and stuff before. What's up, Lewis? What's up? What's up? Yeah, you got a great idea with that with that parking lot, though, um, Bart. Nobody needs tailgate on a Wednesday night against the Tampa Bay Devil Rays. Yeah, we <laughs> no. have a roof because we're so worried about the weather. Yet, do this outdoor activity. I, I have. Well, I was like, oh, I'm so glad that it it didn't rain. We got a roof. Half the games they play there, it's raining anyway. I had some friends come up from Houston. I said, I got a preferred parking pass. They made fun of me because we walked two miles after we parked to get to get to the stadium. It's like it, it, it's ridiculous. But back to this one year winning the Super Bowl in ten years, no playoffs. We've been there in the '80s. I told you, Bart. You, you have to become a real Packer fan. You know what I'm saying? The, it's the anticipation of getting there and you know almost getting there and then falling off and then finally winning. That's what fandom is. Do you think? Right now, if the Detroit Lions won the Super Bowl, Detroit, okay, yeah, they'll, they'll celebrate, but not like we would, not like uh, not even Cincinnati. It's the anticipation of getting there, Bart. That's what true fandom is. So you think us taking more cracks and being so close is going to make it feel sweeter for us than it would for Detroit, who sucked forever? Yeah, you, you, do you know how? Oh, I think they would. I think they would celebrate more. No, their their winners are miserable. Every year, they've been miserable every year for the last thirty years. It, it, there's no anticipation there. So you're telling me missing the playoffs completely for ten years? I think your metric is off by five. I think you would have a whole bunch of goers if you said one Super Bowl five years of losing. I go for that, but not ten. Okay, well we can find a middle ground for sure. Five. Yeah, but we definitely can find a middle ground on that on that parking lot, man. We can, you know, chop it up, put a couple restaurants, a couple hotels, and. Make it an entertainment district. It, it, it'll be fun. Yeah. All right, Lewis. Thanks, buddy. All right.
I just uh, have made a decision here. I'm gonna apply. I'm applying for a new job. Not MLS commissioner, like I said, it was my dream job earlier. Um, I am going to apply for Mark Murphy's job. He's done when next year, two years, 2025, right? When he turns 70, they get kicked out. I'm going to apply for Mark Murphy's job. I want to be the team president. And uh, then I'm going to move Miller Park to the place. I'm going to move Lambo to where Miller Park is. <laughs> <laughs> Everything closer for you. Yeah. I'm going to move Pfizer to Oakland Avenue in Shorewood. Nice. Right. Right. I'll be right next to Harry's where we always order our wings. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna move. Uh, Miller Park's gonna now be Atwater Park, right on the beach there. <laughs> oh yeah, I would just move everything there. That'd be great. I walked everything. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. Four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty. How's your head spinning from all the college football realignment? Um, USC and UCLA are coming to the Big Ten. That I still can't wrap my head around that. It's weird. It's very weird. It used to be that it was regions, so you know the ACC is the East Coast, SEC the South, and then all the. Now it's not going to be any of that stuff. So it is a little odd. You almost wonder if it were better if they just decided that they were going to do something like this. Now they might lose some traditions with it, but. Choose your conferences where you say these are going to be the three, and then you almost had like a draft. You know what I'm saying? Like these are going to be the big three conferences: SEC, Big Ten, and whatever other one you want to say. Pac-12, ACC, whatever, Big Twelve, and then you draft the schools that are going to be in your conference or something like that. Or you abolish some of the conferences, and then they draft from those. Like to keep the Big Ten, so you have the Big Ten schools. So you can keep all the traditions of Big Ten, ACC, and SEC, but then you draft the Pac-12 and Big 12 schools or something like that. Because now you're just going to have teams joining these conferences and becoming super conferences. At this point, you might as well just get rid of conferences. Yeah, and I think they will, or something's going to happen. The way that it's – college football's got a lot of tradition, which is dumb. No. Hold on. Like, not having a championship game was okay, dumb. Okay, yeah, that's stupid. Uh, trying to preserve the Rose Bowl is dumb. I do like the Rose Bowl. But what I really liked about college football was the regional aspect to mm-hmm. it. The, it's, the Big Ten is the Midwest. It's a it's the Midwest. Like you said, the ACC is the East Coast. Pac-12. I like the regional aspect to it. And that is gone. Uh, like I've been telling people, try to draw a circle around every conference. You still can. The circle's getting bigger. Now with the Big Ten, it's like... Yeah, circle the entire United States. Like it goes circles. from East Coast to West Coast now. Right. Maryland, Rutgers, all the way to USC and UCLA. They can stay claim to the three biggest markets in the country, New York, LA, and Chicago. Wow. Yeah. Well, not, I mean, Chicago doesn't really have a Big, big Ten Big Ten team, network but... is just literally all of sports now. Yeah, I mean, everybody, yeah. It's just NCAA network. So now uh, I had a good conversation with this, uh, with Howard Griffith from the Big Ten Network, which we'll hear from. He joined me on CBS Sports Radio over the weekend. I don't know if you heard that I filled in for Zach Gell. Did you? Yeah, I did. And they flew you out there. I saw the beautiful picture of yeah, you. Yeah, I was by with the Statue of Liberty. Of Liberty. Yeah, yeah I, my head looks like it's on a completely different body, but it's not. 
We tweeted you just, it out. You just looked weird. Now the ACC and Pac-12 are trying to figure out what to do. There's teams that are talking to the Big 12. There's teams that are talking to the Big 10. The ACC and Pac-12 have talked about having a championship game between their two conferences before the playoffs. <laughs> like, Well, the weird thing is now you're getting into the portion where if the ACC and Pac-12 were to consider like a merger or something like that, well, then you have nothing in the middle. It's like East Coast and West Coast. The Big Ten owns the, you know, the Midwest. The SEC is going to take on Texas and Oklahoma. So what what in the world are you taking in the middle? Like, then you're just going to have Coast. Just call it the Coastal Conference or something. The American Conference, there's already that. Conference USA, look at Conference USA's map. It's all over the place. They almost just need to, at this point, make a big three conference instead of Power Five. You just do a big three. You have a West Midwest and, I don't know, East Coast, those three, and then the rest are considered not power three, so you have, like, I don't know. I wonder how different all this It would be a lot different if there was, like, a commissioner. Yeah. But now it's just these conferences doing what they want. It, it's crazy. So when we talked to Howard Griffith uh, on Friday night from Big Ten Network, what I asked him was, obviously, this is a response to the SEC. Because they added Texas and Oklahoma. And you're looking at it now where that was driven by ESPN. And this is clearly driven by Fox. So now you have these two conferences. It's basically, there was a tweet going around where someone from LSU made the joke, "Eh, in 10 years it's going to be two conferences, ESPN and Fox. He was right. It was not a joke. It It was a prediction. He looked into the future and and he got it. That's not a prediction. That's a spoiler. So what I asked Howard was, is this a move? Is How much of this move is driven by the SEC, what they did, and it's a response from the Big Ten? Or was this something that the Big – was this inevitable? Because they were the Big Ten. We still call them the Big Ten. And then they went to 11, and then 12, and then 14. They've always had that eye on Notre Dame. They've always wanted to expand that footprint. Was this inevitable with with the Big Ten? Yeah, I, I think these, you know, both conferences. First of all, you know, this is where we're headed. Great mega conferences making things happen. Um, I think after that move was about eleven months ago when Oklahoma, Texas, you know, the rumbling started there, or that was announced. And you know, I, I've heard you know the commissioner talk about they put their exploratory uh, committee together to see what's viable, who's out there, who wants to come. Uh, so I, I think it, it was a great move. I mean, obviously the SEC did a tremendous job uh, of getting Texas and Oklahoma. It's just a new era, a new age right now where we are in college athletics. Um, we've got two mega conferences right now, and I don't believe that either conference is really done with adding those pieces that they would like to have a, a part of their uh, conference. Yeah, for the Big Ten, I think what shocks me the most, and you know, those of us that are in Big Ten country, it's you look at how the conferences expand, and I guess you could still like draw a circle around the SEC and then Texas and Oklahoma. But if the Big yeah. Ten was going to expand, the ACC's all set up. You know, Notre Dame's still a mystery. If they were going to expand and really make an imprint, you don't you don't go grab Boise State. You don't go grab Utah. I mean. Geography, you know, the country's smaller than ever, I guess, with, with travel. Mm-hmm. You go and get the big fish, 
in L.A., and that completely changes the footprint, Howard, of everything in this conference. Absolutely. You talk about a conference that it, it was it, – it just seems like it was just yesterday when Maryland and Rutgers joined. It seems like literally – and you're talking about being out on the East Coast, and now this happened so quickly, and you know now the Big Ten has a footprint on the West Coast, and not just a footprint, two premier institutions that, you know, you would never have thought, at least I wouldn't in my lifetime would have thought you would see UCLA and USC be in a situation where they're calling to try to secure their future. I mean, these are two story programs. Whether you want to look at UCLA from a basketball standpoint, you want to look at SC from a football standpoint, regardless, these, these are two these are two blue bloods. And for them to realize that, hey, there's a lot of uncertainty out here, and we would need to make sure that we secure our future for our student-athletes and for our institution really kind of speaks to where we are right now in college athletics. This is a new age, right? It's a new age. We talked about Oklahoma, Texas. Now the NIL is involved as well. I mean, this is big money right now. And, and I know we've talked about, you know, you, the numbers have been thrown around as far as the, the next TV deal, the annual, um, you know, payout, you know, for conferences is going to be north of a billion dollars. That was before, you know, uh, UCLA and USC joined the conference. So it's no telling where it's going right now because of the market they've now acquired in that Los Angeles area. Howard Griffith, Big Ten Network. Is this? There's a lot of people that this is good for. This is a good move for a lot of people. There are some people it might not be good for. You know, specifically the other Pac-12 schools. I'm trying yeah. to think of like the fans, fans of college football, fans of the Big Ten, fans of you know, yeah. fans of whatever. Is this? Is it good for more people or is it bad for more people? Is this ultimately a good thing for the game or in the long term? You know, is this is this direction to these super conferences? Is yeah. it? Are we maybe biting off a little too much of the apple? It is a lot, right? It's a lot. But let's think about what's been happening and what some of the complaints were with the fourteen playoffs, right? There were not enough. There wasn't inclusion as far as regions were concerned. You had the SEC, you'd have a Big Ten, you had the, the East Coast, and, and quite frankly, we haven't been able to go west now, right? So now with SC and UCLA now in the Big Ten, they because of strength of schedule as well, you know you now have more interest. You're going to have uh, the West Coast team that, that's going to have a real opportunity. You have more eyeballs on that that team. You know we talk a lot about you know whether or not uh, Pac-12 after dark, but I mean if you're an East Coast person, a Midwest person, I mean it, it's it's you know twelve thirty. And you're still watching the second half of that game, and you're not getting the eyeballs that you want. So I think that's part of the issue as well. But this is, you know, to me, going to be huge. And to me, when you look at the fans, you know, I think about fan bases that really travel. I know, you know, USC travels well uh, when they when they go on the road, whether it's they're going to Notre Dame, wherever they are going. Iowa is going to travel. There are a lot of Big Ten programs that are really going to. I think have an opportunity to see just how how valuable and just how passionate that West Coast fan base truly is. Because I, I spent some time uh, professionally 
uh, when I was playing for the Rams in L.A., and I can tell you when USC is playing at a high level, which a lot of people believe that's where they're going to get to now with Lincoln Riley in charge, there's no hotter ticket in Los Angeles. I don't care if you are an A-list celebrity. I don't care if you're uh, the Los Angeles or the, the L.A. Rams right now. When SC is rolling, everybody wants to see them and everyone wants to be a part of that. So I think for Midwest fans to get an opportunity to really get a chance to experience some of that will be great for the fan base, at least, I, I believe, for the Big Ten fans. Well, there's no question this is a football move. And, you know, you get the basketball programs, too. And UCLA finally gives the, like, the Big Ten hasn't won a tournament since 2000. So now you got another mm-hmm. blue blood in there. There's still, there's still a lot of, there's still like 10, 13 other different sports. And I, yeah. I mean, are they all on board too? Are you going to have, are UCLA, is the volleyball team going to be excited to travel to Purdue in the middle of March? Is everybody, <laughs> is everybody on board here yet or no? Yeah, I think everybody's on board. I, I think what we'll find um, with our uh, Olympic sports uh, that, you know, they've just been elevated by, what they do out, out West. I mean, because, you know, you argue, you can make the argument that that's some of the best Olympic sports that are out there. And now in the Big Ten, we've really elevated that. And I think that's what's going to be really fun to watch and, you know, being able to, to really be able to travel. And I think that's part of it as well. Making sure that the student athlete has a great experience is a part of that. And the way they travel is going to be very important. That's going to be a big part of that. And I think both, you know, the Big Ten has really assured the other members of the conference when these two teams came in that the travel was going to be taken care of, that they were going to do it in a first-class manner. And I think that's the way it should be if you're going to be asking student-athletes to travel, you know, literally coast-to-coast coast when you talk about a West Coast teams having to go to Maryland or Penn State or, or Rutgers. So they've got to be smart in scheduling uh, those games, uh, and, and they've got to figure it out. And it would be great. But – you know, they get an opportunity, you know, baseball, look at baseball. They get not, they have been so accustomed to going south and playing for a week or so uh, down in the SEC. Now they get an opportunity to go to a warmer climate that's actually a Big Ten school. So I think there are a lot of positives that are out there with this move of the two institutions now being a, coming a part of the Big Ten Conference. Howard, appreciate the insight. Hopefully it means more paid trips to California for you and your crew. <laughs> Uh, that That's would probably be a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that, you got everybody, everybody at the Big Ten Network office in Chicago is like, we're going to California. Oh, no. Oh, darn. Oh, bummer. oh darn. We've got to go to California. we got to spend four or five days out there. I mean, geez, traffic's bad, so we need time. <laughs> yeah, not the whole weekend. Howard, thank you for some time. All right, appreciate it. Stay safe and be good. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, hey, Howard. Oh, no, you got to go to California where it's warm. Oh, darn. <laughs> oh, my God. That is funny. <laughs> Do you think they even, like, considered the other sports? Oh, no. Football runs everything, man. Football runs everything. I mean, when, when did USC and UCLA be like, all right, we're going to the Big Ten. Football? Let's do it. And then uh, the volleyball coach calls, and she's like, hey, uh, does this mean that we're going to the Big Ten, too? And then the guys are probably like, oh, I didn't even think about you. Uh, I should have sent her to voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess it does. Uh, so you know how you know you 
sell recruits on playing up and down the West Coast all the time and and living out here. Uh, we're gonna need you to travel for five different trips <laughs> to the Northeast during uh, the winter. Yeah, you know, like they say, nothing better than Madison, Wisconsin, in December. Oh, nothing better. Oh yeah, you can. Uh, Remember how you got all those recruits out of the Midwest to get away from the weather? You're gonna send them back there. I don't know. It's just I weird. loved all the memes from all this stuff, though. Those were great. The only meme that I've seen all week is Usher doing the "Watch this, watch this." Yeah, I saw one where it was uh, that lady bent over like, "Huh?" Yes. USC when Iowa trots out three <laughs> tight ends. <laughs> yeah, yeah. USC, dude. USC is like. They're gonna. I. I don't. How mad is Lincoln Riley that he doesn't get a cakewalk conference anymore? Well, that's what I don't get from the USC's football perspective. You're in the Pac-12. You're gonna. You're gonna run all over them, every year. You're like transfer you right now, and now you. Now you're gonna go lose a shot at the national championship because you, got to go play in Evanston and you're gonna get beat by Northwestern eleven to four. Mm-hmm. That's gonna be stupid. I don't know. Maybe they come over here and dominate. It'd be weird. It, it's just it's USC Did and you see UCLA. The, in the other Big report Ten. that UCLA was losing money. UCLA was losing money. They were in like serious debt. I think is what it was called. Wow. Before they joined the Big Ten, that's wild. Yeah, this was a move. Like Howard talks about, this was a move that they needed to make. It was less the Big Ten saying, "Hey, QD, you want to come over?" It was like. They forced themselves into our house. I think it's really weird, too, how it's like, all right, let's handpick USC and UCLA. Like, you didn't bring anyone else. It's just those two. Yeah, and the Pac-12 just died. Well, yeah. And you would think, too, though, like, you, you obviously pick those because of LA. No doubt in my mind. Because if you're looking to bring the best team from the Pac-12, wouldn't you go look at Oregon? Oh, yeah, it was LA. LA's the move. They don't care about Oregon. What do you think this ultimately means for college sports? Like, are we just going to end up with two or three super conferences and that's it? Well, then how does a school like Oregon, to go off that, like, if I'm Oregon, I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. They get to go to this super conference? Rutgers? Yeah. Like, Rutgers just gets grand. We're making super conferences and Northwestern gets grandfathered in? Let's just do promotion We're relegation Oregon. in the college football realm. Wow. I mean, it would sort well, of make this sense. This changes up, too. How does a college football playoff committee decide who's going to the playoff? Because the Big Ten is now going to have so many teams that are probably solid football teams. Say you have really good teams. Are we going to put people in again that didn't even make it to a conference championship game? Oh, yeah. Four best teams. Because I think, I mean, that's going to be the case now. Yeah, the 2027. Playoff is going to be USC, UCLA, Ohio State, and Michigan. <laughs> but like the other, the other school that I like to rip on is uh, Vanderbilt's in the SEC. Yeah, what are they doing there? <laughs> what, what, what are they doing? We're getting Texas. We're getting Oklahoma. Oklahoma at Vanderbilt. What are they doing there? So we're making these super conferences. Yeah, I wonder. Like, what is the end game? Our conference is going to start kicking out some of these schools. Saying sorry, Wreckers. Oh, it's New York market. Maybe sorry, Purdue. Sorry, Purdue. You're not bringing it what we need. Well, and that, sorry, Missouri. You're right because what does the conference value ultimately? Is it the markets or are they going to value the long-standing traditions? 
Oh, they're going to value the money. Well, yeah. How much money can you bring in? That's the thing I learned uh, in my adult life. I used to think that as a kid, once you got enough money, you were content. And power. If you got enough power, you were content. But you never are. No one with money or power has ever stopped and said, I have enough money and power. They always want more. Mm-hmm. They always want more. And that's what college football is doing. And eventually, I don't know what will happen. I, I, I think the Pac-12 is done for. Do they jump to the Big 12? But then even like these teams jump, how long do they lock them in for? Well, and then the other question is, is this an NIL thing that has happened? Or is this something that would have happened regardless of that? Uh, I think a lot of this was driven by ESPN trying to ESPN was trying to get the SEC package from CBS. And so they and then they added this is driven by ESPN. ESPN did this. Because they start Typical with the SEC. media, right? Just yeah, it's the media. Ruins everything. Well, yeah, it's the media. If there was no if there's no ESPN or media, you could you could watch Wisconsin take on Purdue. Till the end of time, you can watch your precious Rose Bowl where we go and lose to Stanford. But in, now, instead, because of stupid media, we have to watch Pirates and Brewers on Apple TV+. Plus. Yeah, I know. Cause the and media... now we're going to watch USC, UCLA at the Rose Bowl on Big Ten Network. On Big Ten Network. I think what they should do is they should airlift the Rose Bowl and drop it <laughs> at Bradford right, Beach. Right over the top of Miller Park, and whichever <laughs> one still stays standing wins. And that's where they play their games. Yeah. Like in uh, one of the Avengers movie, they lifted Sokovia up into the air. Yeah. I think they should do that with the Rose Bowl. Lift it up into the air. And then give Jordan Love's mom tickets on the moon. <laughs> 414-799-1250. Hey, did you guys ever hear about a place called Scrubba Dub? You can go to scrubbadub.biz, sign up for car washes, $13 a month. For unlimited car washes, and there's a bunch of different locations, and you can go to any one, and you can go, you can go to a scrub it up and say unlimited car wash, and then you go through, and then you can go back in line and do it again. Mm. That's, that's unlimited. Is that what unlimited is? Unlimited means as much as you want. Unlimited. Scrubadub. Dot biz. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. And I let the songs play longer when I've run out of show to have. I let the... 
I let the songs run long. And I let the songs run longer when the Brewers haven't sent their game notes yet. I let the songs run long. And sometimes I play another song. And I don't know what to say. (laughs) I'll talk about the Brewers and hope someone calls in. Two bumpers. Love it. This <laughs> two, is how it's done right here. Two bumpers. It's professional radio. No, I wanted the, the Brewers send their game notes every morning at like 7 o'clock. Not today, baby. They would send them Not today. I wanted to do Brewers fun facts. You want a fun fact? How about the fact that Eric Bledsoe is about to be a free agent? Bring him back to Milwaukee, Scoop baby. Scoop him up. Let's go. 414-799-1250. Do you want Bledsoe back in Milwaukee? I'm going to tweet, I don't want to be here because <laughs> it's 940. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to go to the game today. Okay, so well, we've decided you're going to go. Well, I kind of committed to going. I yeah, told him I needed parking. I think you got to go. Uh, this will be breaking my vow then to myself. I made myself a promise. What was your promise? I think I made it four or five years ago. I looked myself in the mirror and I said, Bart, you are never, ever. Going to a Brewers-Cubs game again. You don't like it. It's not worth it. Is it different because you're going as a media member? Uh, no, that was media. I just don't I don't like it because there's going to be a lot of Cubs fans there, and it makes me mad. But I do think the Brewers-Cubs thing is I mean, it's not the same. Well, when the Cubs were good, obviously, it was like game 163 was like the peak of what that rivalry was. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome, but now you kind of get to just make fun of all the Cubs fans for driving up here. Yeah, and even if, even though they drove up and saw a win last night, like, okay, we lost. What does that make us? Still three games ahead in the division, and you guys are 15 games under five hundred. Speaking of Chicago, your boy Mike Florio just tweeted out, Chicago considers putting a dome on Soldier Field in an effort to keep the Bears from heading to Arlington Heights. Um, you want to talk about a place with nowhere to park or tailgate, Soldier Field. I think I'm going to go to a game there this year. Oh, Washington? Yes, the Commanders. I've only been there once. I've been there for a soccer game. Man U versus Bayern Munich. Is it nice? I really don't remember much of it. We sat pretty high, I think. I don't remember much of it. Real quick. Do you like the idea that all these stadiums that are built now are going to have roofs? No. I don't either. And But every stadium now, they're saying, is going to have it pretty much. You, Whenever you see a new stadium that's going to get built, they are talking about having a roof so that way they can use it all year round. You know, the Washington Stadium, whenever that's going to get built for the Commanders, that's probably going to have a roof. They're talking about putting a roof on Soldier Field. SoFi Stadium, that's got a roof. All, all these new ones are going to have roofs. I don't like that. Can you put a roof on something that's already... Like, it's going to be hard to do that. Oh, without a doubt. It's already built. Then you have to figure out, like, the weight of the roof and Well, they can do, they can do exactly... It. They can do sort of what the Rams have with SoFi. It's not actually attached to the stadium at all. I just got an email... From Mark? 
<laughs> no, 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 no. From the Milwaukee Brewers. Oh, yes. <laughs> so from Mike. I got some game notes. Yes. I got game notes. I got game notes. Game notes. I'm going to give you some fun facts for the Brewers. Are you ready? Let's hear them. All right. Happy anniversary. Two. Today is the one-year anniversary of the Brewers acquiring Rowdy Telez from Toronto. Rowdy. Rowdy. You know his real name is Ryan John Telez. Ryan John. We're going to stick with Rowdy. In 134 games with Milwaukee, Telez is batting... 252 with 24 home runs and 83 RBI. That'll do. In that span, Telez leads the Brewers in batting average, <laughs> slugging. What did I say? It was 252. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should have left out the batting average. I just, I'm just reading. <laughs> Telez leads the Brewers in batting average, slugging percentage, and RBI. Ranks second in games, doubles, and home run, and is tied for third in hits. How about that? On the mound today will be Corbin Burns Mm. defending the crown. Reigning NL Cy Young Award winner Corbin Burns ranks this in the following categories. Innings fifth in the National League. ERA fourth. Quality starts third. Strikeouts to walks third. Whip third. Average, batter average against second. Strikeouts per nine innings first. Strikeouts first. What's his strikeouts per nine? 11.23. This guy's looking at a repeat Cy Young award. He is. Except for the fact that Sandy Alcantara in Miami is pitching out of his mind. Yeah, but he's in Miami. Nobody cares. Watch out for Wico. Wicho? Why are we I'm getting this is one thing that I was upset about last week. I don't know where he got that nickname. Well, he got it from his mom. Oh. But he's had this nickname forever. And all of a sudden, in the last two weeks, everyone calls him it now. Like the reporters interview counsel, and they're like, hey, what's up with Weecho? He's pretty good. I was like, what are we doing? Do we all have to call him this now? They just changed his name on me. What if I just started saying, hey, like a nickname I had in high school? Hey, good morning. It's the fan morning show with Winklebot. <laughs> yeah, you just call me Winklebot now. Watch out for Weecho. Is he talking about the people in the stands on the first base side? <laughs> Luis Urias is batting 325 with three doubles, three home runs, and nine RBI over his last 10 games. Oh, he's rolling now. In his career, Urias is 328 with eight doubles, six home runs, and 29 RBI against Chicago. The fifth best adding average. Uh, best batting average against the Cubs among active players. What did I say? Adding average. I said adding average? Yeah. Oh. Yikes. Then there is playing with Chris and Middleton and Drew. Both of them. <laughs> <laughs> extra, extra. See, I like reading these stats. Rowdy Telez, last 10 hits have all been for extra base hits. Are you reading this, or did you guess? No, I knew that because I saw it earlier 
with the game replay on. Rowdy Telez has had each of his last 10 hits go for extra bases, matching Ryan Thompson for the franchise record. Lifelong Brewers fan here. Who the hell is Ryan Thompson? <laughs> Honestly, now I got to look this guy up. 2002, he did it. Th- Ryan Thompson? I, I don't know who this is. I've never heard of him. Ryan Thompson. Well, his last 10 hits have gone for extra bases. Ryan Thompson could have been batting like 180 as a pinch hitter, but every time he came off the bench, he would have gotten a hit that was an extra base hit. He is Trevor Thompson's dad. Trevor Thompson went to high school in Delafield, and then he went to play basketball at Ohio State, and he played overseas basketball. That doesn't do me anything. Ryan Thompson, I don't know who that is. I don't remember him. I never heard of him at all. Here's 2002? Yeah, 2002. It was his only year with the Brewers. In that season, he batted 248 with eight homers and 24 RBIs. Yeah, okay. That summer, I was getting blasted at grad parties. (laughs) Okay? I wasn't watching Ryan Thompson in the 78-win Brewers. Okay, so that's why I don't know. Uh, Devin Williams. Excuse me, hold on. You gave them a little too much credit. The 2002 Brewers won 56 games. No way. Well, that's why. <laughs> 56 and 106. No, I was on. I was on grad party summer, man. Grad party summer. That's a summer. That is a summer. When you graduate high school and then you go to all the grad parties. Oh, you're just basically doing the same thing every day. Cornhole and washers and, you know, white claw, whatever. Uh, Devin Williams, definitely an all-star. Devin Williams is unscored upon in his last 22 outings. Opponents are batting 0-9-0 during that stretch. Devin Williams ranks first and holds... Tied for first for home runs allowed, zero. Second in K's over nine. And second in strikeouts. Fourth in average against. And he leads the league and holds with 21. You think he's an all-star? I think he should be. He probably won't get it because for whatever reason, unless you're a closer, you don't get the nod. But he should be. Uh... He should be, and Hater should be, and Burns should be, and that's about it. Oh, I I'm, I have a writing campaign for Jason Alexander. Oh, I thought you were going to say Christian Yelich. No, no, Jason Alexander should be an All Star. This is a joke, Toby. Get me, set me up. Hey, Toby, I think Jason Alexander should be an All Star. Why? Because baseball needs more offense, <laughs> and he sucks. He's a gas Maybe can. he can uh, pitch the home run derby. <laughs> Actually, that should be Eric Lauer. Yeah, Lauer. The, 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 no, hey, nobody's bringing coaches this year. Bryce Harper's not bringing his dad. None of that. Lauer's going to throw to Pete Alonzo. Hauser's going to throw to Tatis. <laughs> oh, we are laughing. We are laughing. We are just laughing and laughing. Welcome to the club. Christian Yelich, see why I wanted these game notes? There's so many game notes. Yeah, and there's so much you can talk about. Isn't this fun? It is. 
Welcome to the club. Christian Yelich stole his 150th career base yesterday to become the seventh active player with at least 150 home runs and 150 stolen bases. Hmm. Ooh. The 150-150 club. Yeah. Can you name them? Oh, boy. So there's seven of them? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah, including Yelich. All right, so Christian Yelich. Yeah, 150 guys, and 150. 150 bags, 150 bombs. Oof. It's hard. Andrew McCutcheon. Andrew McCutcheon is correct. 277 and 202. Um, Mike Trout. Mike Trout, 333 and 203. Um, Jose Altuve. Jose Altuve, 180 and 267. Well done. Um, man, this is tough. There's two more you could get, one you won't. Uh, I don't know. Mookie Betts? Yeah, should have known that one. Star- Starling Marte? No, not no, Starling Marte. Not enough home runs, probably. Jose Ramirez. Okay, yeah, yeah. Slips in with 179 and 166. And uh, today I learned Justin Upton is still in the league. What? Oh, I think he's on the injured list. 325 and 151. New trivia game. What team is Justin Upton on? I have a feeling he's with Seattle. And he's with the Angels. No, he's with the Mariners. He is? Yeah. Oh, look at me. And this year for the Mariners, he's played 14 games and is batting 122. Look at me. Try to test my knowledge. All right, the Brewers play this afternoon. It is Corbin Burns against uh, Adrian Swanee, Swim, Swan, Swan. Samson. 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 Uh, And then tomorrow they are off. Friday they have the Pirates Remember on Friday night, ladies and gentlemen, this game will be broadcast on TV on Apple TV Plus. So not TV. Apple TV Plus. What are we going to do? Are we got to record highlights. Um someone's going to have to have Apple TV Plus Apple up TV back Plus. here. Apple TV Plus, got to have Apple TV Plus. Can we put it on our TV or no? We got to put it on computer. Apple TV Plus. Uh, Apple TV Plus, you will be able to watch the games for free. Right now, you can still watch these games for free. You do not have to sign up. Well, I think you have to sign up, but you don't have to pay. And get used to watching sports on Apple TV, because next year, MLS is exclusively on Apple TV Plus. Oh, so we don't need it then. No big deal. MLS. You want to watch an MLS game? That means no Valley Sports random Minnesota Wild I mean, uh, United, you still see the wild on there. I love when you turn on Valley Sports, you think a Brewer game's on, it's Minnesota United. What the hell is this garbage doing on my TV? Did I, hey, did I wake up overseas? Shocker, in the United States of America? Not in my country. Uh, then I think next week there's a game on YouTube. They haven't announced that yet, but just trust Barty. Barty knows. Barty knows what's up. 
All right, so I'm going to go to the game today. I'm going to drive around the parking lot and show you how nobody's there. And uh, I'm going to show you all the waste of land. I just love grass. I love green spaces. What am I supposed to say? Concrete? I look at concrete and I cry. It's too much. I just, you know, I, I want to be one with the earth. This is why I think I'd get along with Aaron Rodgers' girlfriend. When I, when I, I like to walk bare feet and I like my toes to touch the dirt and I like feel connected with the earth. Do you ever feel that way? No, I've never felt yeah, that never way. You never felt connected nope, with never. the earth? I'll tell you one thing I do think. I think sometimes I can feel the earth rotate. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm laying down, I think I can feel the earth rotate. No. I, I'm telling you, I think I can. This is true. This part's true. The feet avatar thing is not. You see James Cameron's already like, don't bitch if this movie's too long. <laughs> Bro, nobody asked for nine new avatars. <laughs> you made that 30 years ago. Come on. All right. Now nah, I'm just talking. I do think that I can feel the earth rotate. Try no, laying down once. Try laying down once. And close your eyes and really try to focus. No. I think you can feel the earth rotate. I think that's just what you had for lunch. <laughs> no, I think Toby, I think you're a flat earther. I am. Me and Kyrie. <laughs> yeah. And you both do it just for reaction. You don't really believe it. I'm Bart. That's Toby. We're back tomorrow at 6. On to fam. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.